Hope you brought that fresh-pressed coffee. Welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday Night Presser. February 17th, 2021. We are Tales from the Flip Side. Hey everybody, thank you for joining. Hope you all are doing well on this fun Wednesday, a day that is New Comic Book Day, and the night that gives you the presser. Hope you all are uh, w- enjoying your wonderful day. Hope you all got the books you were looking for. And yes, this is Fresh Press Coffee. Cup is indeed full. Cup is full. Thanks for joining live in the chat, everybody. Again, uh, I am Ultra Maximus, your wonderful, humble host. Uh, I don't know if I'm up for best dressed or best looking, but if you nominate me for either category, I do graciously appreciate it. I uh, just want to give you a heads up. You can also find me on my own YouTube channel when I'm not uh, hanging out with the guys over here on Flipside, and that is Ultra Space Maximus. Please be sure to give me a subscription over there uh, because uh, we're on our way to a giveaway at a thousand. You can also find me on the uh, old IG and Facebook at U1 for Maximus, and uh, X Ultra Maximus X is my Twitter handle. So search for me, find me out, add me. Appreciate it. And you guys know that if this is the presser, this means there's going to be a ton of spoilers. So I hope you are ready. The presser does not, uh, you know, forgive. It does not forget. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much relentless because telling us exactly what came out today and what you may have missed or maybe you picked up. So hopefully you guys, again, uh, were able to pick up everything you were looking for. And this is where we're going to get into it. So you guys want to know what's up? We got a honorable mention for Book of the Week. First up and foremost, I gave my honorable mention to The Last Runner number two. But it took too long. I think a lot of people fell off on this one. Uh, But while I was at the store first thing this morning, there were a lot of people looking for this one in ten. So uh, as far as big books of the week, we got to give it up for the biggest book of the week. Because the big book of the week... And the book of the week, in general, King and Black number four, and this is just on uh, popularity alone. So it has nothing to do with uh, what's actually selling. This is just again what I'm seeing as uh, what possibly is the most popular book of the week. But let's get into the presser, everybody, because the presser is packed. But you know what? I want to give a massive thanks before we get rolling into this thing for the sponsor for tonight's giveaway, and I've got two books to give away, everybody. WarrenComics.com. Be sure to give them a uh, you know a bookmark on your subscriber on your browser uh, because uh, oh yeah they've also got a they got an IG. Give them a follow over there on IG as well. Uh, but you want to add them as a bookmark as one of your favorite sellers in your browser as also one of your favorite sellers on eBay. And then I want to give a shout out to Mr. Herd S. Eric, also known as Eric Herd, uh, who has provided me with some graphics for the presentation this evening, and also. I need you guys to go give a uh, subscription to White Bat Audio for their royalty-free, no-copyright music to allow us to jam out while we go through the new books that are out this week. So let's get into it. Got it cranking. This is the Wednesday Night Comic Book Presser, and if you're new, basically we're going to run through the books, and then we're going to drop some spec. So I hope you all are ready. Buckle up. 
we're starting off with Abstract Studios. Abstract Studios' first book that we've got, and is actually the only book that we've got this evening. Serial number one, second printing. Action Lab. We've got Zombie Tramp Ongoings number 78. Now, we've got a bunch of covers for this one. There's your cover A. There is your cover B. There is your cover C. There is your cover D. There is your cover E. And there is your cover F. As you can see, there's a little bit of a pattern there with a cover A and then a risque to follow each one of those. Next up, we've got Aftershock, Shattering Expectations. Miskatonic number four. Shadow Doctor number one. Cover A. Then we've got a We Live number five. Archie. Archie Jumbo Comics Digest number 317. Sabrina Something Wicked number five. There's your cover A by Veronica Fish. Very cool looking cover if you ask me. You know, honestly, I haven't read uh, very much of this new Sabrina stuff, nor have I checked out the Thrilling Adventures on Netflix. However, I may have to find some time to get in that into the watch list. But she's got a cover B and a cover C going along with this release here today. Artist, writers, and artisans. We've got the American Ronin. Huh. And I editorially messed up on that one by not putting the correct title on the left there. So if you're listening to on uh, listening to this video on mute, you probably got a little confused there. But bite size number three is the other one we've got from artist writers and artisans. However, Boom Studios up next with a long list for us. We've got Abbott 1973 cover A. There is your cover B. There is your cover C by Mirko and Dolfo. And even though I don't have a picture, I was able to confirm that the 1973 uh, cover D incentive thank you was a black and white of the Indolfo incentive variant. So there you have that. And then we've got Faith, uh, oh, Faith number one of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Expanse number three of its four issue miniseries. There is your cover A. There is your cover B. And there is your 10 copy incentive. Oh, but wait. 25 copy incentive for the sketch. <laughs> ah, sip of coffee to hit the spot. All right. Once a future number 16. And then there's your 10 copy incentive by Mora. Once in Future 16's 25 copy incentive by Danny. Power Rangers number four, cover A. Cover B. We've got your pink blank sketch variant. And then your 10 copy Scalaria. Then don't forget about this one, your 15 copy incentive. Oh, and then wait, there's your 25 copy incentive by Montez. Broadsword Comics. 
the Witch of the Black Rose. Dark Horse. Barbalian Red Planet number four of five. And then we've got the cover B for that one. Stranger Things D&D crossover number four. There's your cover A by Gist. There's your cover B. And there's your cover C. And your cover D. Young Hellboy, The Hidden Land, number one of four. For all you Hellboy fans, here's a miniseries with obvious origins and tents. Young Hellboy, The Hidden Land, number one of four. There's your cover B by Big Nola. Dynamite. Alright, now everybody. I gotta give a shout out to everybody in the chat real quick before we get into the dynamite list because I know the dynamite list get long. So everybody who's in the chat, thank you all for joining. Newbie, thank you for joining us here live. Thunder, thanks to you too. Mr. Hurd, what's up? Uh, Darth Lopez is Red X, and let's not forget that. And thank you again for joining us here. And there we go, Mr. Mortal Idiots. Keys and Slabs, thanks for joining up here. Cover Lover, what's up, man? Thank you for joining live. And again, uh, Dwayne Scott. And uh, all you guys, man, the pressures, pressures, issues, you know, I apply pressure where needed. So I know the, uh, the um, dynamite list here is going to be a little long, so uh, I think we should get cranking through this one, fellas and ladies and nondescript. Here we go. All right, so first up, dynamite. Number five, there's your cover A by Perillo. The next we have a cover B by Sweetum. I didn't find the Robinson cover before I went live. Man, what am I slacking on here today? But that's okay, because we got a pretty sick looking cosplay variant right there. Oh, look, what's this? Another cosplay variant. The homage zombie variant, zombified. And then this Peanuts homage as well. There's so many good ones in here. The Dr. Seuss homage. And then we got Perilla Limited Virgin cover. I actually like this one. Now, this is your FOC bonus variant. And this is the one that you had to order FOC bonus. Uh, but it's basically the non-zombified one of them, you know, with the uh, Amazing Spider-Man swipe. I think that's a pretty sick looking cover. So... Uh, see right here we've got the limited version for Soitum and then we've got the Price of Blood cover A cover B it's cover C by Linzer cover D by Giovanni cover E which is the Ray cosplay and then you got your Giovanni limited version cover and then your gold limited version cover. Federici Virgin or Federici Red Line Art. And then here's a red line art virgin. See, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. And then your Linzer Le Limited Virgin cover. And then your Sodium Limited Virgin cover. And then we move on to Sacred Six. Yep. 
There's your cover B by Rue. There we go. Cover D. Cover E by Derek Chu. There's your limited virgin cover by Perillo. Yeah, more. More! Insert that meme right here of uh, Kylo Ren going more. More! Vampirilla on the Dark Powers cover three by Lenzer is pretty sweet looking. This one, honestly, <laughs> it caught me off guard. I thought it was pretty cool looking too. Vampirilla Dark Powers number three. There's your cover, cover C by Robson. And then there is your cover D by Yoon. And then here's your Vanta Black Cosplay. Your Crimson Redline art cover by Jay Lee. And then there's the Virgin Crimson Redline art cover by Jay Lee. And then there's the Virgin Limited by Jay Lee. And then here's your Limzer Crimson Redline. See, these are all tongue twisters. Do you know? Woo! Alright, so limited virgin cover, and then here's the one that a lot of you guys are probably looking for, just because artistically, uh, and this is a disclaimer from Cover Lover Comics, <laughs> so Vampirilla Dark Powers, uh, number three Robson, limited virgin cover, is probably going to be one of the chase ones that a lot of people will be after, just because artistically, it's a really cool looking cover. And, uh, you know, while the, the you know, the obvious uh, appeal for the Vampirilla stuff is still there for the other covers, that one do, it does strike me as the standout. So there's your final cover for Vampirilla Dark Powers number three with, for, from Yoon, and we made it. Long list, but we made it. <laughs> All right. So let's get back into this, guys. And again, shout out to everybody in the chat joining in. I appreciate you guys. You do make the live broadcast all that much more fun as I try to balance uh, between the slides and viewing chat and engaging. So anyway, we got IDW who only had this one release out this week, and this was, of course, the last run. And here is your cover A, and then here is your 1 in 10 incentive by Sophie Campbell. I'm actually surprised there isn't an Eastman variant for this month's. But uh, when does number three show up? And are we going to get multiple prints of issue two and a director's cut before issue three will finally drop? Leave me a comment below if you're watching this video on the rewind on what you think about the delay in Turtles. But we got a long list from Image Comics up next. Aria, Heavenly Creatures one-shot. Now we got uh, Antitello's... Uh, and Hyberlin cover A. Oh, well, look, look at me. I'm going backwards. I'm going backwards. That was that was the wrong way. Then we've got a cover B by Casada and Danny Mickey. And then we've got the cover C by Jones. Cover D by Drew. Next up is Excellence number 10. Here's a cover A by Randolph and Lopez. Cover B by Whitaker. Family Tree number 11. Only cover offering for that book. And then this one right here. And a shout out to Wanda Comics for their success on a yet another 
one of their own uh, variants for this book. Baha number two only had a two different covers for standard release, but of course there are a bunch of store variants for this one because the book is hot. So, Stillwater number six by Zadarsky and Perez. And then Walking Dead graced us with, of course, the deluxe colored edition of number nine with a cover A by Finch and then a cover B by Moore and a cover C by Tedesco. And that's going to round out the image books. So we're getting warmer, everybody. We're getting warmer because I know you guys are spec hungry and the spec hungry stuff tends to be in the later publishers on this list. But we're going to take a look and see what's offered. Under Valiant, they gave us Savage for 2020, number one. So this is basically like uh, Turok meets uh, UK underground punk from the 60s. And kind of like that dude from Clockwork Orange before he got corrected. But anyway, cover B by Ward. And then the cover C's 1 through 4 pre-order bundle edition. And then you're getting a blank variant for sketches or whatever. Up from Vault, we had a new number one out today. Hollow Heart number one. Cool looking cover A. Really cool looking swipe on ROM for, for cover B. And then we were graced with a 15 copy incentive uh, by Mac, which also gave us a hollow foil version for the 30 copy incentive and then uh, there was a cover E by Hickman picture of everything else number two and then that one had a cover B by Gorham Zenoscope Courier, Liberty, and Death, number two. Mm, cover B. Grim Fairy Tales presents Quarterly Dark Watchers, cover A, Salazar. Cover B by Garvey. Cover C. Then I uh, had all this stuff in here from the Grim Fairy Tales uh, Universe Retailer Program, which has the different bronze level requirements. But I would recommend you check with your retailer on all of these, as these programs may require them to order additional copies that you may not be going for. So, check with your local uh, local shops on those. And if you're using a non-Ron retailer for any of the Zenoscope stuff, I want to shoot them an email message and see what exactly is available. So let me just check out the chat real quick while I take another sip of this here coffee. Speculation is dessert after the main course. Oh, after the huge main course. You can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. He's right, you know. And uh, this one right here, maybe Star Wars Insider subscription variants. That's a whole nother rabbit hole, my friend. So that is under the magazines and stuff. Uh, the Ice Cream Man and, and Ha Ha TV Netflix show. Agree, Drew. And uh, shout out to one of the best men in the business. All right. All right, all right. So, 
let's get back into this. <laughs> if you say so. Um, anyway. DC up. And of course DC gave us a revelation that they, uh, they know when uh, Batman dies in this book. I don't know if that's worthy. But anyway. Batman Catwoman. Number three of a 12-issue miniseries, cover A by Clay Man. And apparently Catwoman versus Phantasm in this. There's your cover B by Jim Lee and Scott Williams. Superior on artwork as always. And then here is your cover C. Future State Catwoman, number two of the two issue. Cover C. Oh, I'm sorry, cover A by Liam Sharp. And then here's your cover B, your Hickam Hibachi. Habshi, I, I just butchered that name. Cardstock variant. But I think this is a really, really cool looking cover. Next up, we got Green Lantern from the Future State. One of two, second print. What is... I, 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 yeah. I didn't like that one, but I did like this one. Future State Immortal Wonder Woman, number one of two. Future State Immortal Wonder Woman, two of two, the Bartell variant. Oh. That was actually the cover A. And then here's the variant. And this is by Becky Cloonan. Here's your card stock. And then we have Future State Justice League number one of two second print. Future State Nightwing number two of two. Yasmin on that art for the cover A. Nicholas Scott on the card stock variant for cover B. And then they gave us a Future State Robin Eternal number one of two second print. And I got to say, these colors on these second prints are hitting. Future State Shazam number two of two. And look at this. This is a, this is a really good, really good looking variant for all you Shazam people looking for a good Shazam variant. Well, there you have it. Shazam Future State two of two. Perel cardstock variant. Future State Superman Worlds of War number two of two. And there is your Federici cardstock variant. Future State, the next Batman number four of four. And one of my favorites of the DC list this week, uh, the Batman. The cover B, Jim Lee. Next Batman cover. I don't know how I felt about that. Uh, what was that? Like an eight ninety nine cover price? I think I, I think I avoided that book because of that reason. But I do like the cover. Let's also not forget for all you magazine lovers in the chat tonight uh, that Mad Magazine is only distributed now direct market through DC. No more newsstand for Mad. So uh, this is really cool because it's an espionage edition. Scooby Doo, where are you? Number one hundred eight. And then we've got Truth and Justice number one, your cover A, and your cover B. All right, everybody, here we go. We're going into the heater list because uh, I got to be honest, most of my reads came from this this uh, publisher this week, and I can't help it. It's just these are the books that I'm buying. These are the books that I'm reading. These are the books that people are speculating on. These are the books that are selling well in the aftermarket. Marvel does kind of control the game there. But I will say this. Um, there's a lot to discuss. So we're only 20, not even 25 minutes in. 
I got 50 of you guys watching live. I appreciate you all tuning in watching live to this one. For everybody in the chat, you guys r rule. You really rule. But let's get into this Marvel list. The Mind of Maximus awaits. Actually, much better than the uh, the preview art. Uh, I thought they did just like a red-tinted uh, 57 cover, but I'm glad that they actually changed it up a little bit because this actually looks amazing. And then, of course, for all you Black Knight fans, uh, we got a facsimile edition that hit shelves this week. Pretty cool if you ask me. Black Widow number five. This one also is the appearance of a new Black Widow suit. And then let's see what we got here. We've got Black Widow number five, the Dodson Marvel versus Alien variant. Now, one of the books I read but didn't uh, didn't put slides in the show today. Uh, right here is Cable number eight, and honestly, the the Cable Domino dynamic that's going on in this issue is pretty cool. And I got to give it up to Phil Noto for for just absolutely like crushing it. Um, artwork on the interiors and on the cover. And then let's see, we've got Captain America number 27 finally released with its alien variant. And then this, okay, so I, I got to make a correction here because I was talking with somebody else on their FOC show, it's Sparks. Um, I found out today that some of these Stormbreakers variants are actually going to be open order. This one right here was a one per store though. So not this one. But uh, there are some other Stormbreakers variants that we are going to find that were actually open order. Uh, but this Stormbreakers right here was was a one per store, so if you're betting on it, you're betting safe. If there is any spec value in the book, honestly, I don't know. I didn't read it. Um, let's see here. So, Champions number four. I like this one, too. And this one was sold out in a, in a few spots. Uh, but all these uh, Sousa variants for Black History Month have been fantastic. And uh, I think I'm going to try to put together a set. Anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy number 11. Also a book I read that I didn't add slides for because I, I, I honestly don't know why this one was selling above ratio other than it's a Finch variant. Um, I didn't really see any other ones, but no worries. No worries. And uh, Mortal Hulk Flatline number one. Eternals number two, and there's your now headshot variant. And here we have Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon number two. So this uh, this is a mini series that I'm probably going to read after it's done because it's a six issue mini series. So it means it's a finite story, but stretched out a little bit longer than your traditional five issue series. It's usually written for, but this one looks good. Iron Fist, uh, Heart of the Dragon number two. Many different covers. And then we've got Iron Man number six. And what is going on? I got people telling me to read text messages while I'm I'm live. I try not to respond to them. Uh, what 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 what? Okay. All right. So. Um, I got to read this one right now, so everybody needs to know that uh, breaking news on the presser, thanks to the newsroom forwarding me some information. Big news about Spawn is breaking tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, I announce the third biggest uh, information of his entire Image Comics career. 
Uh, so, yeah. So, everybody be on the lookout tomorrow at Spawn, 5 p.m. Eastern. You want to follow Todd McFarlane on IG for this news. And thank you, Newsroom, for forwarding over this news so I can break it on the broadcast, everybody. You've heard it here first. There is a breaking news from uh, Todd McFarlane making an announcement tomorrow at 5. So be on the lookout for that news, and we'll do a follow-up on that one. All right. So back to it. We got Iron Man, and he, of course, he's got a Mech Strike variant. So uh, Oprah apparently handing out uh, keys to mechs everywhere. And uh, like I said, these Sousa variants, killer. The Blade variant that dropped like two weeks ago, killer. So I think, like I said, I think I'm going to try to put together a set of these for myself, maybe two. But I think this is this is a cool looking War Machine cup. And the cover, the, even though the colors are like very muted and, and kind of like, they're warm, but they're muted. And I, and I really like the way that looks. Uh, but anyway, King and Black, number four. And of course, this one delivered a bunch of covers for us. So the number four was the tat, the tat variant. And then the Rivera spoiler variant. The Dragon variant, which if it wasn't Ghost Rider he was chasing on here, I probably would buy it. This is also a 1 in 50. So they were really hoping, really hoping for you guys going after that 1 in 50. And then here's your U connecting variant, which features Miles Morales as well as Peter Parker. So we got the two Spider-Man, and then of course we got the Stegman Sketch variant. And then I want to give a shout out to Mighty Mel V and KRS Comics for allowing me to now have this one to go with the Gwen that matches issue number one's incentive variant. And uh, yeah, so Gwen versus Carnage. And, you know, I got some friends who aren't really liking it. They're saying the reading's not all that great because, well, let's just say it's it's three issues, you know, five issues worth of writing jammed into three issues worth of drawing and then trying to be shoved out the door. So I can kind of understand it. But, Planet of the Symbiotes number two of three, and I did not read this one. I should have read it. I'm kind of kicking myself. But, 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 this one right here looks pretty awesome. Uh, here is your Planet of the Symbiotes variant cover. Marauders, another number 18 and then this book Marvel number 5 of 6 and then they drop this banger of a Hughes variant with the OG Nick Shield with the word Howl on it so I, I honestly I, I think this one's probably more of a sleeper book because it's a Hughes it's a ratio probably very under ordered and also previous had the artwork for both of these books forever I think they actually had the incentive artwork before they had the regular cover. Alright. But I actually like this Nick Fury, uh, the OG Nick Fury cover right here. Alright, then next up we've got Miles Morales Spider-Man, number one with his King and Black tie-in. And then there's, like I said, there's another Sousa, one of those variants. And then, of course, uh, David Finch had to come through and uh, drop that spider logo on the backside. I'm sorry, that is amazing. Amazing. Modoc Head Games, number three of four. 
Modoc Head Games number three of fours, La Fuente. Gwenpool variant for all you Gwenpool freaks out there. Savage Avengers number 18 got a Mech Strike variant. There is your regular cover of him toasting with Deadpool, and it looks like the Hellfire Club behind him. And then the Super Log variant, which has Deadpool taking a selfie while in the mouth of a dragon. Spider Woman number nine. Thor number 12. Thor had a Shaw variant. And then Thor had this Klein variant. And then straight out of the 1990s. X Men Legends number one, everybody. We got an action figure variant from John Tyler Christopher. We've got a connecting variant. Now, this connecting variant is going to have um, two other at least connecting covers to, to go in its artwork set. But keep a lookout for those. And then here is the first Stormbreakers that I was notified of of being open order. So this open order Stormbreakers variant was all over the shelf. Oh, and you know what? My list is missing something, and I can't believe the slot is missing. So he's asking what's going on with that Spider-Man, the Spider-Woman cover. The incentive variant for that Spider-Woman cover I'm missing from my list, and I'm sorry for missing that one, guys, because that one uh, is a huge book. Huge book. So the, the Spider-Woman variant is selling very, very well. It was selling extremely well, and I, I can't believe that that book, uh, I, my editorial skills missed that book because it's a huge book of the week. That book actually should have been probably maybe runner-up of the book of the week if you weren't counting you know, the story impact that the last Ronin has. Um, did I miss the Morph variant? Please tell me I'm not missing something else. I'd be very upset because I'm, I'm trying to use some of the best uh, resources in the game. But the Stormbreakers variant, again here for uh, X-Men Legends, was out today. And uh, yeah, we got some more to talk about with this book right here because, of course... Uh, on the U variant, uh, we, we we got some things. So this is the this is the part of the show that I like. This is the part of the show where I get to remind you that we have a giveaway from WannaComics.com today, and I hope you all got your names in because honestly the name list was short, and I am giving away two two of these uh, Star Wars High Republic number twos today. But let's get crank into some other things, and you know what? Let's soften the mood a little bit. I'm going to turn down that background music so I can talk a little lower. Let's get into some of these other things called In Other News. In Other News today, we were... Well, I'm going to share a couple of things with you. First off and foremost, we got a scoop that DC Comics buyout is in the works from fans with lots of money. I want to know how you all feel about this. So leave me a comment below if you're watching this one on the Rewind, because how do you feel about fans with money being the ones buying out DC Comics? Does that hurt speculation? Does it help speculation? Does it hurt DC overall? Is DC being mismanaged by AT&T? Will Disney claim yet another Infinity Stone and purchase DC? You know... I don't know if it warrants a thumbs up, but if you could, please leave me a thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe to this video and this channel because you do not want to miss anything else the flip side's got going on. And of course, I try to keep it classy, everybody. You know, I'm, I'm up in the tie. So, 
Here we go, and Dave, uh, unfortunately, the uh, current giveaway is closed. I'll be doing a, uh, launching another giveaway next week, and I will give you details during the live show broadcast next week on how to get your name in. So we'll talk about that one. But back to the matter at hand. DC going to get bought out? We will see. On to the next topic. WandaVision Theory says that Ultron is hiding in plain sight as this character. And no, it's not either of the two that you see there. But, 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 Mr. J on Twitter said in the Avengers Assemble show, Ultron took a human form as a government official to take out the Avengers. Hayward could be Ultron in disguise, and that's why he wanted the Vision's corpse. So, we could be looking at a lot of things... Now, this news also came down through the wire, which says that, like The Mandalorian, WandaVision will get its own documentary on Disney+. Plus. So we will get a documentary that is going to give us, uh, you know, probably an inside look into the production of this show. So this is going to be very, very interesting to see play out. Now, the other thing related to, Blue, to WandaVision is that there is speculation that... Reed Richards is going to be the aerospace engineer. However, there is something that is a little bit closer to Monica Rambeau. And if you are a dedicated comic book reader to Monica Rambeau and her character, you would know that she actually does have a slight little love interest with a very powerful character. Now, it's yet to, yet to see, is this character currently in the Marvel Universe and powered up? Or is he not? But I want to remind everybody that Adam Brashear, who is the Blue Marvel, did indeed have a relationship with Monica Rambeau. This is my pick for who I'm hoping. I really am hoping this is who shows up. And if he shows up, Adam Legend of the Blue Marvel had 17,730 copies sold under 18,000 for a first appearance with no variance. I can't even begin to tell you guys how many times I pulled a beat up copy out of a quarter bin and sold it for big money. So, you guys also, if you haven't done so already, Blue Marvel has been selling and I've been probably wondering why the 9.8s have, you know, scrolled themselves all the way up to about 1200. You know, when when a, when a 9.8 breaks a thousand bucks, that's big news. So, who knows, guys? Am I right? Am I wrong? Who knows? We got three hour-long episodes coming in to close this one out. So, I'm really loving WandaVision. I think it's probably one of my favorite shows on TV at, the, at this time. So, But we'll see if that spec plans out. So, everybody, you guys know what time it is. So, if you've stuck with us this long, you know this next part of the show gets very spoilerific. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in because this week's recommended reads that you read. Did you read that last part right or should I read it again? Oh! Spoilers ahead. Many, many, many spoilers ahead. So, I'm going to grip it and rip it, everybody. So here we go. We're going to crank right into this one. First off and foremost, while everybody is distracted at King and Black and everything else going on in the main book, y'all are missing the fact that Conan and his symbiote sword make a pact 
So in the last issue, Conan gets swallowed up by the symbiotes. But he goes into this place where he's talking to his symbiote who's on his sword. And we actually get to see the basically the origin of the symbiote that is with Conan at this time. So we see that uh, we've got somebody who's basically a thorn in the Savage Avengers side. He's a wizard. Um, we're we're going to talk more about him in here in just a second. But basically, he basically tries to eat the symbiote and tries to absorb its power, and it doesn't really work very well for him. But he was able to separate it from the cat that it was on. And Conan and this symbiote have made a pact that he just wants to stick around until he kills the guy who enslaved him. Conan says, deal. And then upon that, Conan is released from being entombed inside of the symbiote goo. And uh, here we have Conan, Nightflyer, who made his first appearance in the previous issue, and Deadpool, all hanging out, uh, basically trying to escape the prison that they were in. And one of the prison guards uh, puts puts a bullet right through uh, Wade's head. And Nightflyer's like, leave him. And Conan's like, nah, I'm not going to leave him. He helped me get out. So right now, uh, Deadpool, of course, with a hole in his head. And he's got a bullet. He eventually spits the bullet out into a beard. It's pretty cool. But uh, they escape. And uh, so there's Nightflyer and basically his lawyer, he says. But I have a feeling uh, that, that his lawyer is the original Night Flyer, and I think that's his dad. So, we've got Night Flyer, you know, talking about pulling off a heist, and Deadpool apparently is in. And they said, wait, 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 you want to rob this place? And this place happens to be the Hellfire Club. So, I don't know whose finger he chopped off in order to be able to gain entry into this place, but he chopped off a Hellfire Club's mem- member's thumb. Gains access to this place. And then, of course, uh, inside, uh, they're looking for money. And then, they, of course, they find a little bit of money, but, of course, unfortunately, they also find a little bit of problem. And I think I may be wrong, but I may be right. So what we have here is Iceman, Callisto, and the first time we've seen Bishop since the House of X thing. So Bishop's timeline may have been erased, but Bishop's still here, kind of the same way that... Uh, Rachel uh, Summers is still here. But anyway, we got Callisto uh, telling Wade to shut up and she slits his throat. Conan likes to beat people with it and then with Wade's body and then of course Wade likes to recoup. He kicks Bishop back through the pool. But Conan, of course, he has a symbiote. And Conan is of course uh, impervious to frost giants. So when uh, Iceman comes and hits him with all this stuff, he, he mistakes him for a frost giant. And he talks about it. he's like, oh, he's like I, I mistook this realm for not having any frost, you know, frost people. And then Conan then proceeds to smash the ever living you know what out of Iceman. So Iceman bashed into a, a bunch of ice cubes by Conan with a symbiote hammer. Pretty wicked stuff, and of course, it looks like next up in the Savage Avengers issue 19, we're still in the King and Black saga, and it looks like the uh, nullified Cyclops is going to be fighting Conan. But these books are great, and I'm sorry. If you don't agree, it's okay. If you don't like the 1990s, it's okay. But I can tell you right now, Brett Booth loves the 90s, and he loves the 90s so much that he was willing to do the innards on this entire book. 
So, first, we got the opening of this book where the Summer's grandparents are kidnapped. So, that's Corsair's mom and dad. Then, of course, we have Cyclops and Havoc fighting off a whole bunch of Shi'ar right around the mansion in broad daylight, too. So, they're a little weirded out about this. Uh, but then, of course, they you know find out that their, parents have been, their grandparents have been kidnapped. And they go to Alaska to kind of investigate things, and this is where he finds some, you know, some Shi'ar language, and then we start to see the expanded origin of one Adam Extreme. So Adam X, as you guys know, uh, we're giving, we're showing a little bit of his origin story. It shows him, you know, being being raised, and then his mutant powers exposing themselves. But here he is sitting here meditating. He's been meditating here for a couple of days, and talks to this kid who gets sent out by his dad with a shotgun and of course his dad's obviously not a brave man if he's sending out a kid to do his own job and uh adam's just out there being chill and he's like yeah you know i'm over here meditating uh but uh i, I do this kind of stuff and he kills a rattlesnake that was about to bite the kid and the kid didn't even realize it but he also tries to throw one of these little meat hooks at somebody with telekinesis powers and that would be cable this would be our older Cable. So, Cable talks to him, tells him about how he discloses information to the X-Men, blah, 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 and uh, how, you know, he needs he needs to help. And there's some stuff going on where uh, he shows him um, the guy who's kidnapping the Summer's grandparents. So, Adam's involved. And the more we dig in, the more we find out, uh, well, the Star Jammers show up and apparently... They're trying to take him. So we, we got a nice little 90s illustrated Brett Booth fight showing how fast Adam Extreme actually is. And then Adam uh, gets saved, quote, and I'm using the air quotes on this one, uh, by Cyclops and Havoc. And then they get into a little discussion about, oh, blah, 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 we need your help, we need your help. And he's like, yeah, you know... I don't want no parts of this and he takes off running but a little bit later they all uh, get into a little bit of a tussle and he's got the star jammers and all them fighting he activates his really freakish mutant power which allows him to electrocute adrenalized or oxygenated blood really weird mutant power but whatever doesn't work on cyclops and havoc though and he's wondering why isn't it working the same way cyclops and havoc blast him and he's like was that supposed to hurt Next thing you know, we have uh, the Star Jammer ship drop in, and then we have Corsair. Corsair drops his bombshell, and here it is, folks. Uh, this right here is telling us why is this an why is this an important book to you, Ultra? Well, besides the '90s nostalgia, we now have another Summer's brother. That's right, folks. You heard it here first. Maybe. You might have heard it from me three weeks ago when I was doing FOC, uh, where I was talking about the fact that they had hinted at him becoming a Summers, and indeed, that is exactly what we've got here. So we've got awesome artwork by Brett Booth, 90s flavor, nostalgia, costumes, and Adam Extreme, delivering us a situation where we have a retcon Summers brother. So, we got this connecting variant. Here's what your connecting variants are going to look like if you are after connecting that, that set. So uh, be sure to talk to your store about those and see what else we got. 
Ho 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 Okay, so this one right here surprised me. This one I got. I really got to admit it surprised me. Um, we have a first appearance in here. So you guys are gonna hear it first. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to break you off with a little something something. So uh, in this, if you had not read this, um, and let me answer this question real quick. The Legends titles are going to be canon immediately. Yes, sir. So, blue-green artifacts. Also talk about grabbing those Adam X cards from those polybagged annuals. Yeah, if you want to grade as a rookie card, you can do that. But, I don't know. But anyway, back into MODOK and the Head Games book. Because let me tell you guys something. MODOK, not really a huge character. But what about the first appearance of MODOK's father? as well as Agent 001 from AIM. So apparently this guy started AIM. Interesting. So yes, the first appearances in that MODOK book consisted of that. This was just an awesome read. So in Thor, the very last page we finally see somebody who we hadn't seen in quite some time. The guy who left the All-Father title to his son... And probably shouldn't have. Odin! And he's being told to go fi fix his mechs. Uh, clean up this mess. However, before he goes to clean up that mess. We, t we take a look at an interesting battle. Between the form of Donald Blake. And Throg. With Lockjaw. So, not only does this get so intense. That Blake actually eats Throg. Throg then escapes by bursting out of his mouth. But this gets to a point where Throg basically direct lightning bolts him to the face with the hammer. So at this point, you think, you know, everything's all, oh, everything's good. Everything's on the up and up. They go to see a doctor, and by doctor, of course, they mean Doctor Strange. Well, we get a little bit of a problem because, of course, you hear the broken, you see the broken glass, and then you see the plop. And, it, and then you see Throg saying, run, Lady Jane. And then, oh, here comes Lockjaw. He's getting thrown out of a bar window. And then, of course, uh, Blake comes out, manhandling Doctor Strange like he's nobody. Jane transforms into the Valkyrie. And Blake sees this and is like, oh, this is very interesting. Because I don't think he's seen her transform yet. He knew about her becoming a Valkyrie, but I don't think he'd seen her transform full wings and all. So, interesting to say, we get Blake uh, using the Bifrost, but uh, Doctor Strange goes into details about showing him a couple of things. First off and foremost, you know, he at one point had turned into the God of Magic, and once he showed Donald Blake that, Donald Blake was not happy about it. So Donald Blake decides to go and try to chop down the tree of life and then of course Thor trapped in the underworld is uh, getting some of that uh, hot lava that is the blood of the tree of life dropped onto him promising revenge alright everybody so here we go King in Black number 4 now we're not going to talk about the prelude that was in this book because that prelude honestly ruined all speculation value of the book that it was preluding but we're, we're going to talk about the gut sets inside of this one. So, for openers, 
we see Dylan, and of course we know Dylan is powered up like beyond anything else. He has the ability to do some major, major damage, and he decides to take it to Null. However, Doctor Strange also regains his ability to transform into the God of Magic, which brought more attention. That's two books this week that showed Doctor Strange as the God of Magic, and I thought those were very, very awesome. So, we do see the strongest Omega-level telepath on the planet, uh, Jean Grey here, trying to enter Null's mind, and she does a very successful job of revisiting his origin over again. So here we see Stegman, uh, and all the Stegman shots, I guess, of Venom number four being retold once more, but she's focusing again now on the the golden god who was fighting Null at the time, which of course, as we now know, is the Enigma Force. So the Enigma Force uh, is trying to get into Earth, and it's having a little bit of a hard time, but we do see a little bit of assistance from the surfer. And the server goes, oh, you're not here for me. No, sir, you are not here for him. And uh, we do see the discovery that happens in here is amazing. Because what we've just discovered is that the Captain Universe suit is actually a symbiote. Just like the Venom suit, Captain Universe is a symbiote. So all those times, everybody else was Captain Universe. And would just leave like a little bit of their, of their face. That's why pretty interesting stuff if you ask me but um but i want to give a shout out to newbie comics who uh broke this news a week ago that uh the lord of light we finally have our true lord of light after many misdirections um lord of the sun however star lord still technically is a lord of light right but anyway Right now, we have um, Eddie Brock as the Lord of Light, so uh, how long is he going to have the Captain Universe powers? Nobody really keeps them all that long. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know what? If there was a Ultra Maximus pick, uh, it would be for Eddie to become the King in Black, and obviously he can't host both the Darkness and the Light, can he? So if Eddie's the King in Black, is Flash Thompson going to get resurrected and be the Anti-Venom with the uh, Captain Universe powers? We shall see. All right, so this one was a really cool read, too. And I'm going to save you guys the trouble of having to read this one because I shortchanged the book for you. Really, really simple what goes down. Miles sees one of these dragons, obviously symbiote dragons, floating around. He chases it down. He gives it the venom sting. And all of a sudden, boom, all of the symbiote stuff is gone. And the dragon is apparently named Toothless. And Miles' name is now Hiccup. Because what we have here is the old, I'm going to train my dragon in two panels. And uh, so he rides the dragon after getting an SOS from Kamala, but he doesn't find Kamala. He finds a nullified Kamala, which is not good for anybody. So after 15 pages of them fighting and him getting absolutely just the business, he decides to use the Venom Sting on her again. He used it once. It failed. It didn't free her enough. He used it a real big one again, and she's all like, oh, hey, thanks, Miles, you got me free. Oh, oh, wait, oh, you're burnt to a crisp. Oh, my God, you're smoking. You're on fire. And then she's going to help him, but then she looks up and sees the sky as dark as anything, and there's a bunch of these vampire bat things floating around. Whew. All right. 
So I think that was all the time I had, I had time to put slides together for. You know, what I'm going to try to do next week, guys, is when the DC releases hit, I'm going to try to read them on Tuesday and put together some reads. So this way we can discuss some other reads uh, from some other companies. And if I am able to purchase more independence to read, I'll absolutely do it. But uh, that's it for the reads, guys. Now we got to talk about some things. And I want to remind you again, stay tuned. And to this show, we're given two, not one, but two copies of this Wanted Comics exclusive away. And I want to thank you all for entering. And we'll talk about next next week's contest. Uh, but you guys want to know what's going through my mind when I'm walking through the comic store? When I'm looking at all these new picks uh, of all these new releases and trying to pick which ones are going to work? Well... Now we get to go through that. So, as you guys know, I pointed out that uh, Modoc Head Games, number three of four, has a first appearance of Modoc's father, also known as Agent 001. Both covers on my list. Uh, Terry Moore, long-term spec play, but uh, serial number one, second printing. And then, of course, uh, TMNT number two of the last Ronin series, the 1 in 10. Seems to be selling pretty good. If you can get into it for a round cover price, it should be a pretty good flip for you. Haha ha, number two. And I know it's not the Wanda Comics Virgin variant or the, or the trade dress variant of issue number two, but the regular cover and the B cover are both doing pretty well already. Uh, they were selling pretty well on, uh, on the shelves, as far as I saw at my own two stores. So, uh, Hollow Heart number one, there is your 30 copy incentive cover by Mac. I'm just calling it because it's a 30 copy incentive on a independent title from Vault. Probably not heavily ordered. All right. And then, of course, we've got Future State, the next Batman. And I do like this one because, of course, saw somebody in the chat called it. If you are a longtime Jim Lee Batman follower, you know that this one is a homage to the old Jim Lee uh, Batman 608 second print. And the Batman 608 second print is probably one of the better Jim Lee Batman books. So for all you Batman people out there, I know you guys are, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to have the Jim Lee art. And I can't say I blame you. Jim Lee definitely is one of the names in the business that will be one of those future artists and slabs that uh you know people are just going to be collecting his artwork so and here it is the 608 second print you know probably one of the better batman covers also i like to pair it with that superman cover to have the two of them i think those two together are are probably some of jim jim lee's best works over at dc hey great a rivera thanks for joining us so, yeah, I really like this one, like I said. Uh, I, I like the Suez variant, the Sousa variants, uh, both the Miles Morales and the Champions. thought they were both spectacular. <coughs> All right, sorry about that. And then uh, next up, of course, you guys know I picked this one. I'm total 1990s, and it's a 1 in 50 variant on a book that may or may have not been ordered just because of the nostalgia so is it going to have legs being a uh, long-term x-men change i think it's going to be a 
for me, it's definitely one of those X-Men books that I've got to have. So, um, yeah, it's in my collection already. And then, of course, my my last new release day pick was this Savage Avengers number 18, the Super Log variant, just because Deadpool and Conan. I mean, can, can it honestly be any better? All right, guys. Then here's here's going to be a part that, that I know that uh, all y'all love out there. Well, I did a little bit of homework for you. So some of these books that came out today and some of these new speculation picks that I've got for you actually tie into other books. So this one, getting expensive. I do recommend that if you are an X-Men chaser and you wanted to, uh, wanted to talk about some things, Corsair's first appearance, probably going to be a book you're going to want to get. Now... I saw a meme and I shared it amongst friends and I and I want to start this trend right now. I want James Marsden to be Corsair. Yeah, I know he was Cyclops in the original in the original X-Men trilogy, you know, and stuff like that. But I want him to play Corsair and I want him to be as mean as he was to his little brother in Sex Drive as Corsair. Let me know what you think about that fan casting right there i know it's not a it's not a mel's drunken uh, chat uh mel cast but come on corsair james marsden don't you all think he needs to reprise his role as cyclops's daddy in the x-men movies in the mcu going forward i really do believe i i i personally think that's up so if you are looking for corsair spec here you go x-men 103 and then of course i saw patrick in the chat talking about this one this one is polybagged with a card, everybody, and this is your first appearance of Adam Extreme. All the way back from 1993's annual for 1994, I believe. No, it's 93. It is a 93 annual. Um, the X-Force number two annual was, of course, polybagged with an Adam Extreme rookie card into it. That, shout out to Blue Green Artifacts for that in the chat. Um, yeah, so... This right here, of course, first appearance of Adam Extreme. Is there enough of them? Yes, probably. That is probably not going to be a huge spec play. But there is a newsstand version of that one. So if you guys are specking on that one, that's probably a good one to get. And then, of course, you know, after his introduction in first class, these books saw a little bit of spike, but they've fallen tremendously. Probably a good time to be picking up some things, uh, such as the first appearance of Alex Summers in X-Men number 54. And then the first appearance of him as Havoc a few issues later. Alright. And then back to that Savage uh, Avengers spec. The coming of Elric. So, here's some things i got to clarify for you real quick. Alright, so if you're into reading Savage Avengers, the real Elric is dead. You know why? Because they found him in one issue. And they killed him. Because that's what the Savage Avengers do. However, the imposter who's playing Elric is the dude who first appears as Elric on this in this book right here. So, um, the imposter Elric is Conan's focus going forward. I'm specking on this book because I do believe there's probably more to the story. I don't think Conan and his symbiote sword are going anywhere anytime soon. So, with that said, I will reflect back to that but I also want to point you guys out shout out to Gary Nusser he's probably the only other person in the comic community that I knew that even said anything about this book 
He's the only person who even noticed that it was a, a first appearance of a new Night Flyer. But this is what we've got right here, everybody. Um, due to what's going on in Savage Avengers 18, 17 made me reflect. And of course, on the Night Flyer, you gotta have heard of me. Well, the Night Flyer, this is a new Night Flyer. Brand new Night Flyer, different version. So, issue 17 might see some movement. Savage Avengers. I know I talked about it before. I've also talked about this one before, because this right here is Modoc Head Games number one. This is the only cover that I thought was worthy enough to pick up for my PC. But come to find out, it's got another reason in it. So, Patton Oswalt's on the writing credits for this book, and as, as you guys know, Patton Oswalt's also on the production credits for the Modoc TV show. So, we have first appearances in the Modoc Head Games number one. Besides issue number three, this four-issue miniseries may be very pivotal towards MODOK going forward. We'll have to see what issue four has in store for us. And then, of course, the big one. Shout out to Newbie Comics for breaking this news uh, last week. Uh, the thing is, though, yeah, it's it's the Lord of Light, Captain Universe. I think it's a better time to be selling this book than it is to be buying Take that advice that I'm giving with a grain of salt. It may not be for everybody. Some of you guys may want to put this in your collection. Some of you guys may be chasing after high-grade high copies. I'm noticing a very disparaging huge gap between 9.6 and 9.8 sales and asking prices at least. So if you guys, again, are out to buy this book, I want to remind you about something else. This book came out in a time when direct market was infinitesimally smaller than the newsstand market. Keep that in mind. So the direct editions of this book are probably going to be more rare than newsstand. With that being said, may you spec in luck. And if the Micronauts' first appearance of Captain Universe, also known as the Lord of Light, are there, well, it's because of this panel right here. And then, of course, these are still doing pretty well. Doctor Strange 384. So, this right here is interesting because he showed up in multiple books and King and Black tie-ins this week. And this book, again, out of nowhere, just started selling for 30 bucks. These are in back-issue bins in your LCSs, everybody. Go look for him. Because I think that this is not going to be the last time we see the God of Magic. And I think that Doctor Strange probably has a lot going on. So I'm going to refer over to the chat before we get into it. But the next up, next segment we've got, of course, is the Ghost of FOC. Uh, this is where I take a look back at all the FOC stuff uh, that closed on Monday. So it's past FOC. You can't go back and order more. But we're going to take a look at some of the books that went through there. And... Um, so, hey, you know, Gary's good for those kind of things. And uh, thank you, Patrick. I do think it is a good book as well. And all right, guys, we're, we're over an hour, and I know we're cooking, but we got to get through the remainder of this show here. So let me show you what came heat-wise through the FOC this past Monday. Selling pretty well for its incentive cover for number one on Aftershock is Maniac of New York. We'll see how Maniac of New York number two does 
Space Bastards number three. And yes, it did hit FOC twice. However, Source Point Press, Cult of Dracula, this uh, this cover hits. And I don't even like very many of the Shannon Mayer covers, but this cover hits. I don't know about the guts of the book, but again, this cover hits. Now, for all my David Nakayama people, don't miss out on this one. We got a Zenoscope book that just passed on FOC, David Nakayama variant. Definitely check with your LCS to see what the availability is, because I know sometimes that these books are not available as often as people would like them to be. Another cool-looking book here is, of course, the Merca Indolfo Incentive Variant for Luna Number 2. And then another Merca Indolfo Variant is the Deep Beyond Number 1 Second Printing, which will also be dropping the same day as Issue Number 2, which has her variant right here. So Merca, as you guys know, I just dropped a spec matrix on her a couple weeks back. Check your collection. If you guys think you don't have a Merca and Dolfo book, you'd be surprised. You probably have more than you realize. She's done so many interiors. And then, of course, um, Milo Manara dropping heat as he always does and uh, interior art by, by Gilliam March. So we got Gilliam March on interiors and a variant cover by Manara for Carmen number one. Black Radiant Black went second print. I don't know how it went. Um, you know, as far as selling out, I know there was a ton of store variants, so there is that. So maybe maybe it did. Maybe maybe the stores who didn't order it enough tripped the second print, and then we got a whole bunch of stores with first prints on the shelves. So we'll see. But this is again the launch of a superhero universe that they're doing over there at Image, so it may actually be very beneficial to have that. Check this out. So, if you are an old school, old salty dog like myself, you were around in the 1990s when Jim Lee dropped that X-Men number one. This was one of the fold-out posters inside of it. Well, they have now officially reused just about all of the really good Jim Lee pinups that never made art. The covers. Well, this is Children of Adam's Hidden Gem 1 in 100. Now, I love I love this art. I love the villains. I love everything about this cover. The only thing that detracts from this cover is the fact that it's Children of the Atom number one, and it has no Children of the Atom on the cover. Uh, we're going to also probably be hearing more and more about Children of the Atom in the coming weeks, just because of the very contested now first appearance that people keep trying to drop, and it may very well be. But, you know, Gist is doing a whole bunch of these covers. I do recommend... I do recommend any of the guest covers. And this one right here is going to be the last FOC book where it's Thor and Loki Double Trouble. But this one's a Stormbreaker variant. Now, I'm not sure if this Stormbreaker variant is going to be an open order one, but we'll have to check with our LCSs on that one, figure what's going on there. Uh, well, everybody, that was my final slide for the presser 
as far as comic book related stuff goes. But you guys know I got a bunch of other stuff going on, so let's get to some other things. First off and foremost, if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, you're going to want to do that so you catch the next episode below. But in hitting that subscribe button, you are also going to catch additional episodes of additional content, all awesome here on Tales from the flip side. But you're going to tune in next week because I'll be back. There will be another new comic book day. So, of course, there will be a new comic book presser. And then I need you guys to do me a favor. I need you to leave a comment. I need you to like and share this video. And, of course, I would like for you to subscribe because these are all the additional shows you will see. And, of course, you can't forget the presser. I mean, obviously, that's the reason why I want you guys here. And, of course, you guys know who I am. I am Ultra Maximus. You can also find me over here on my own YouTube channel. I'll be doing a pickup video here soon. Um, dropping speculation matrices every now and then. Of course, I do this wonderful thing called the secret variant. And then the raw report is uh, just, you know, run-of-the-mill thing that I'll be doing over there. Now, uh, my IG is the same as my face space. And, of course, I got a Twitter. But you guys want to catch the Mighty Mel V Drunken Chat, 12.30 a.m. on Friday slash Saturday, depending on your time zone, where I will be dropping a variant edition exclusive of the Raw Report Speculation Matrix variant edition. So make sure you like and subscribe over there as well. Give a follow to my man, Herd S. Eric. Make sure you subscribe over to White Bat Audio. All right. Now has the time has come I gotta pull up the wheel of names so let me get the wheel of names pulled up everybody and we're gonna get this done here so I've got two of these books to give away I've got a very short list of names so this is gonna be pretty interesting to see so all you guys are wheel of names let's get to uh, stop sharing that screen and let's share the other one Here we go, everybody. Here is your wheel of names. All right, so that's your wheel of names from last time. And unfortunately, I've got to remove all of you guys off of here. There are no names on the wheel of names. And that's because I've got to pull up. Here we go, everybody. Let's just say this. The odds are forever very good for you guys on this wheel. And here's how it's going to go down. So I'm giving, I'm giving away the first book. And then I'm removing your name and I'm going to give away the second book. So you can't win twice. Making sure I give away both of these books tonight. They're not staying with me, and the only way they're going to stay with me is if you do not claim your prize. You must message me through one of the channels, either on Facebook, IG, or Twitter. Let me know who you are, and I'll be able to get that get that out to you. So, all right, everybody. Good luck. Thank you all for watching the presser. Let's, uh, let's get this going, huh? Let's give our first spin. Oh, well, first off, let's shuffle the list. Now we're going to give it a spin. Who do we got? Robin DC. All right.
right, you have been removed from the list. You guys ready? You guys ready? Second spin, second spin. Here we go. Alright everybody, thank you, thank you T-Bone, so congratulations to our two winners, and for everybody else, good luck next time, because there will be a next time, and uh, tune in next week to find out what the contest is, how to enter, and uh, let me also uh, see things, we are working on production value here, but uh I want to thank you guys again for tuning in to the presser. There will be another one next week. Tales from the flip side. Mighty Mel V. Ultra Maximus. Shout out to everybody in the chat. You all rule. And I will see you all next week. <laughs>